0: support dear pats nation in style by gearing yourself up with some dpn merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash dpn we have left the link in the description of this youtube video and on the podcast
1: because i think the purpose of
0: faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And, and we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. Welcome to the Deer Patch Nation Loyalty Club here on this July the 5th. And believe it or not, it is July the 5th. And today is our first patreon webcast exclusive webcast our first anything that we've done together not pre-recorded in july
1: it is huh i just thought and of that too I wow mean, the
0: amount that you and i work yeah not, not even our real lives. i just mean on this show the amount that you and i work the fact that this is our first time getting together in july is pretty crazy i kind of that is i kind of missed you connor i know no shit huh we haven't
1: taken more than a
0: I think it's me. I think it's me, yeah, because I am fucking completely frozen. Fan fucking tastic. Uh oh, spaghettios.
1: Can you hear me? You there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, dude, this isn't even
1: a Wi Fi issue. This is my whole computer. Oh, boy. I was. Just, I don't know if anyone heard that. I was just saying, I'm like, and we're back to the fucked up internet connections. <laughs> it's not even my.
0: It's not even my. It's uh, not. No, my no. whole computer's freezing up. It's just the thing's uh, such a. No. We were supposed to start recording like 43 minutes ago. Yeah. But my fucking
1: computer, I'm telling you, both Connor and I use ACERs. Don't buy an ACER i know i know mine's been good knock on wood but recently i've been having a little bit of issues and it's only six months old so that's not good i could i i i so how was your time off it was good man it was good um yeah i didn't do much went out yesterday that was about it that was the excitement for the weekend how about you 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 went out to the lake right
0: yeah we went out to the lake on uh well my family went up wednesday when we were recording the final patreon but i had like four videos i had to edit uh for news break and stuff so i headed up thursday morning had a good time was there thursday friday saturday uh left uh around eight thirty yesterday morning nice. uh, hung over and everything else <laughs> it happens yeah I drove home and fucking you know just live the dream what can i say yeah there we go so all in all was a success then it was, it was a good weekend. My parents were up there, my in-laws, my sister, my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, so my other brother-in-law. Uh, Jules uh,
1: began to swim this weekend. Nice. Is that was, good or is that nerve-wracking
0: for no, you? No, it's good because we've been trying to get her to swim. We were up there in May for the long weekend here in May, and she would go like right up to her chest and splash around and had a great time. And She never left the water. She loves the water. Um, But she, this first time, she actually like, we threw her off the dock a few times and she would like, you know, panic swim back. Yeah. But now she's like going out and swimming on her own. I would throw the ball out and she'd go out, but it's really kind of f- cute because we have like our dock goes, like, it's like eight docks long, right? My brother-in-law, we we're then, then we were throwing like a, you know, like a, 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 one of those boys that you put on a dock. So a boat doesn't crash into it Yeah, on yep. a rope. So we could really get that thing going. Right. So we were tossing that out and. He accidentally threw it, like I'm saying, I'm telling you, a foot past the dock. She swam to the end of the dock, circled, went back to the end of the dock, circled again, went back to the dock and then came back without the boy. She wouldn't go that one foot past the end of the dock. Really? Yeah, it was really, (laughs) it was really weird, but I got good news, man. Yeah. I'm booked for my upgrade tomorrow. Nice. I don't know, guys, I'm going to warn everybody. I don't know what that means for us for the rest of the week oh heard, yes you might I've, be sick i've heard things about the second shot so well if we're not here i apologize yeah. uh for a day or so i'm gonna try to fight through it all
1: and whatnot but
0: uh hopefully i feel nothing hopefully i'm just here and i feel normal but yeah, hope,
1: um, yeah hopefully it's nothing i've heard the second one sometimes you get flu-like symptoms
0: yeah and i've heard people that have just like slept for two days after they got it they're just exhausted so right uh my dad got symptoms he had he was like asleep for like
1: a day my mom got nothing all right so so it's a based on your genetics it's a 50 50
0: yeah it's a 50 50 chance that right. i'll be 50 50 chance connor and i will be here i think it's the next day so 50 50 chance that connor and i will be here on wednesday
1: yeah which also happens to be the podcast so that could just be a problem the whole that's way tr- around that's true there's always thursday we can always be everything's a day behind i feel like today's sunday but it's not because it's the long weekend, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I keep thinking today is Sunday and it isn't.
0: Yeah. You know what? It was funny because, like I said, I got home at 830. Like, I got left the cottage at 830 yesterday morning because my daughter had to work. Uh, Liz had to work. So my wife stayed up with my younger daughter and, and the dog and my uh, daughter and I and the hedgehog home, Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I brought my daughter to work and then like I had like the whole day by myself and I was just like out in the backyard chilling or whatever and then my wife got home around 630 and we're hanging out there and then like nine o'clock rolled around and I was like it was so nice that I didn't have to break up the day yeah. off today.
1: It is that is it's nice to do nothing sometimes
0: it is it is nice just to just to chill and do whatever so it was uh it was a good I was off for five days I don't I cannot remember the last time I especially over the last like three months where I was doing that crazy schedule of like yeah 18 in a row one day off 19 in a row one day off 18 in a row one day off like it was to get five straight days now was just like it felt like a fucking two week vacation to be honest yeah absolutely you're, you're going back on vacation, aren't you? Uh, end of the month, yeah. Nice. So Connor and I will be off air. Well, we'll be doing one day in between. I'm on vacation. Our last show will be, I'm pulling up my calendar. This could stop my computer. But uh, oh boy. Our, our last Patreon will be the 22nd. Yep. Uh, Really the 23rd, because that'll be the exclusive live stream on the Friday night. Oh, yeah, yep, Okay. Um, and then I will be returning on the, I'm coming home for two days from the vacation. So then Connor and I will be on, on the 28th, the Wednesday, we'll do the podcast. We'll do, um, some news break stuff. And then I'm gone again. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming on August 1st on the Sunday.
1: I feel like that's perfect timing because that's when things are going to start get going too for the Patriots, obviously. Yeah. And then and then I'm busy, then we're going to be busy as shit. And yeah. then we're going to August have, is going to take off.
0: Yeah, and then once we're in September, we're in the thick of the season. You and yeah. I are going to have our season meeting soon about what we do about pre-games and post-games and all that kind of, you know, good shit. So It's coming, man. It's literally probably two it's a little bit we're, more, but basically two months out. Basically two months out. So, yeah, this is a time of year that we need to relax a little bit in the month of July because come August, we're watching pregames and talking yep. about the pregames. And, There's going to be and, a lot of excitement in August, too. Yeah, there is. And then we're going to go into the preseason. We're going to talk about Mac Jones' performances and Cam Newton's yep. performances and
2: everything Jarrett else.
0: Jared Jared Stidham and everything else <laughs> that we see. So August is when it gets really busy. August is a time now... You and I did it last August, but our podcast was a little bit different last August. We we hadn't been given the take it serious chat yet. And I don't believe in August that we were five days a week yet. No, I don't think so. No, I think we're still like still two days a week. It wasn't until yeah. September that we turned over and went five days, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was in September that I got you on payroll.
1: Because most that people don't know, right.
0: like the first four months that we did the podcast together, you didn't get paid.
1: No, no. uh, And I started probably in like April.
0: Yeah. And and it was like September that we finally got you on the payroll. Yep. Actually, I think it was in August that I started just paying you directly. Right. And then I went to Sportscaster and kind of flipped because I was like, now I got to pay the guy directly. Like, how am I going to get commitment out of him if I'm not fucking paying him? Right. Yeah. But you were so naive because you were paying to record your podcast and weren't making the whole any time. money. Yeah. Oh, no. The whole time I was taking a loss. So the fact that you were able to do a podcast and just not lose money, you were satisfied. Yes.
1: <laughs> I guess that's the stepping stones.
0: <laughs> like paying,
1: even making money. Making money. Now we're losing money again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the it's the ebbs and the flows of the industry here
0: it is it is and and considering that we're not like a we're a part of the industry but we're in a part of it in a different way we're like the underground right if this was like wrestling espn would be like the wwe and we're like the independent scene
1: yeah pretty much <laughs>
0: you know i work for news break and sportscaster yeah. and youtube and well, we don't work for youtube but you know all that kind of fun stuff and you know our subscription service on Patreon, which we've lost 10 Patreons. In, in I know.
1: Week. every When it comes time to pay, everyone runs for the hills, huh? Yeah.
0: Insane. But we got our loyals. We know who our loyals are and we appreciate true. our loyals to death. That's um, So yeah, I mean, come August. August is the worst time to cover football, believe it or not. You'd think it'd be July. Right. Because July is the nothing period, right? July is when there's nothing. There's no OTAs. There's no mini camp. There's, it's the nothing period. But at least in July, you're not trying to keep up with stuff and you're just kind of going through the ebbs and flows of the, you know, the offseason. August, there's lots going on, but it's a tedious time to cover things because you're covering a lot of the same stories. Right. You uh you're watching full preseason games. I don't know if you've ever sat down and watched a full
1: preseason game. No. No, usually I watch most of them, but
0: yeah you watch it until the, all the, you watch it until all the like even the second stringers are then once you get into the third and fourth stringers then it's kind of like it's just boring right right well guess what buddy we're gonna we watch the to, whole thing aren't we? we have to cover it for news break so you've got to watch the whole thing so i'm gonna ask you questions about fourth string guys you know yeah. what i mean and performances yeah. so it becomes a very tedious time of year um because now you're watching these four full preseason games you're watching these you know you're on youtube streaming the camp so you can you know get some information and and so you can do a proper thing and now you just want september to come around so fucking badly so that you can actually just like have real
1: football right that's going to be fun to look forward to then yeah usually when the guys who i know aren't going to make the team i usually stop watching but this year yeah. we'll be were, we'll be, be in there we work for news break now buddy Yes, sir. You're going to
0: expect us to talk about all those guys. So anyways, Connor and I will chat in the next little while about what our, our season schedule and preseason schedule is going to look like. It's not going to change significantly, but uh, we probably got to do a little bit more of some pre and post stuff for news break and YouTube and all that other stuff. And Patreon will stay the same. And we'll probably again, try to incorporate all into Patreon so you guys can get it all in one spot. But, We'll figure it out, but we're gonna enjoy July. July is the time to relax, and we get a little bit of time off and relaxation. Uh, I do. It's, hopefully, uh, Connor. Hopefully, Connor will be getting a little bit of relaxation in the next. I hope so. Couple of weeks, so and I'm then distressed. August. Then August will be for both of us for many for different reasons. It's gonna be a busy, busy, busy month for us, but here we are. So good news is, is I'll be fully vaccinated, which means I will be eligible to travel to the United States of America. Yeah, buddy. So now all we got to do is figure out my passport issue,
2: that's and
0: true. that's becoming overly complicated, as I've explained, because our passport offices aren't open. My passport is expired. They want me to send my birth certificate in the mail. I'm refusing to send my birth certificate. Yeah, I would not do that either. However, how's, your, how's the mail system there? Is it is it spotty? Yeah, it's spotty at best. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Hopefully by September I'll have it figured out, have passport in hand, and if that's the case, I'll be driving out to. Well, I guess not Mass. I won't be driving out to Boston. I'll be driving out to where do you live? Haverhill, Massachusetts. I'll be driving out to Haverhill, the city of Haverhill, and sleeping on Connor's couch. Or okay. if things really work out, Connor will be picking me up at the New Hampshire airport, and I'll be sleeping on that couch behind Connor. So it's it's pretty good. It's nice and. Nice and broken, and now that I've lived here for a year, how do you think people are going to handle seeing us on screen together? Like not in two separate areas, not me here in the great white north of Toronto and you in the even greater north of Massachusetts. Like, how do you think people are going
1: to feel when we're together? That's a good question. I guess I uh, the Love Vibration Nation will let us know in the comments, right? I'm sure he will. <laughs> I
0: don't think that. Uh, I don't think that anybody. I don't think people are going to be able to handle it. I don't think so either. I feel you know who I feel sorry for everybody at Fenway Park <laughs> now why did Ross order tickets for Fenway on a Patriots game day
1: that's a good question I was just thinking that I'm might like, that might be somewhat of an issue we might miss the Patriots game that we're supposed to be reporting on because we're at the Red Sox that day but I which mean, means hey, we,
0: may, we we may now we may have to make some decisions what I'm hoping is is it's a Sunday game I'm hoping it's Yankees Red Sox I'm hopefully hoping they would
1: it's night sunday game. night yes. yes
0: and the patriots play at one so we could watch the game from one till four go to the game and then be up really really late sunday night recording my, our...
1: con- my only concern is that the Yan- the yankees need to do better if they keep stinking they won't put them in that slot they need to start making it a little bit more competitive because that's the end of the year it could be like the yankees are done and the red Sox are already in the playoffs and both teams could be taking a nap
0: do you have a PVR system or a dvr system i think you call them Yes.
1: Yeah, I have that. Yeah. So we could record the game. That's true. We do could do our, that.
0: Do our very best not to get updates on the game.
1: Yep. Yeah, we'll have to and not go on Twitter. That'll be tough. But
0: yeah, and then and then go back to Europe, and we'll be at Fenway
1: Park, where people will probably say, "Oh, the fucking Patriots are losing or winning oh, yeah. or whatever." <laughs> I, I I swear to God, I think that they put the score on the on the Green Monster.
0: And I don't listen. I don't the even like. Thing. I don't even like mind knowing but it's it's boring watching a game that you already know the results right but we're gonna have to watch the game because we're right. gonna have to do some sort of post game on it right so that well, could be a long day for us that could be a red Sox game and yep. then uh come home and watch the, the football game yeah that we we may know the score too so we got to sit there and watch the game right and then like and then record all our shit that night Edit it all, get it up online, and then I got to leave in the morning.
1: Touche. Yeah. Um,
0: we'll figure it out. We're going to have to drink some Red Bull. Well, and I assume we're going to be drinking a lot of beer, too. That, too. So it's going to be uh, because I've already told you, I don't want to see the tourist shit there, right? Yeah. Like, I want you to take me to your places. I can take me to the Take me to the Applebee's that you try to you know pick up women.
1: <laughs> we can make that happen. What's your go-to spot? Um, I go to a place downtown here called Barrios. It's like a taco place. It's good. Really good. Highly recommend it if you're in the area.
0: I lost you at... I go to
1: a place. Oh, you're back?
0: Yeah, I lost you at... I go to a place.
1: Oh, I go to a a place downtown Barrios. Very good taco spot. It's... It's on the river over here, it's nice. it's happening. very good tacos. highly recommended. Now that's the spot you want to go.
0: Do you have any places around there that have like DJs or bands or anything like that?
1: Because
0: um, I get drunk and like to dance.
1: There actually is a place that has bands, but <coughs> the place, the place down here doesn't have any good bands. It's like some random local high school kids that are playing like rock music.
0: We might have to go to a club in Boston. We could. I like to drink and dance. That's my thing. I'm telling you, the fucking city of Boston will not be able to handle us together. I don't know if everybody, I don't think people really fucking understand what's going to happen in the, in these, in this coming weeks. When I show up in Boston, there's going to be, we're going to be at Fenway Park, me, you, and Ross together at the same time.
1: That is true. Touche. That should be, uh, that should be interesting.
0: That's absolutely insanity. And that's after a heavy night of drinking the night before.
1: Yes. Where we're probably going. A lot of alcohol.
0: Where, and your dad, your dad owes me beers. So we got to go. And I want to meet your parents because I have to, because they told me, they thanked me for taking care of their boy. So I definitely have to say you're welcome. That's and true. accept the beers. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. All right. We got, let's move on here, man. We've done 20 minutes of shenanigans. A shenanigans. Shenanigans. Let's get to the Patreon comments. Three comments. Oh, Over, wow. under is All one. Right. Over. Not a single comment from Love Vibration Nation. Wow. He must have been doing something for the fourth. No, I think he was watching because this is from Wednesday because we didn't oh, do our yeah. Thursday show. So this is from the podcast. And I think he was watching it live because I think he sent a super chat. Oh, yeah, he did. You're right. That's what happened. Right. Three comments. All from Thomas. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the holidays well-deserved. Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. We did. It was good. Thank you.
0: Thomas says, don't let that troll thing get to you. People who know you get your kind of humor. If you infuriate people, this means you get a strong reaction because you're a strong person. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think, though, that that means the people who support me enjoy my trolling. I think that's what he's saying. And the other people get trolled. but I can take that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, this one's for you, Connor. All right. Uh, what about a shirt that says Snake Island Soccer Team? <laughs> I'm down. Should that be our newest? Uh, should the that newest be our, release? The newest release in the uh, in the merch shop. Yeah. Why we not? Right. We've we haven't put anything out in a while. So. No, that's true. That's true. All right. I'll design something up. And Snake uh, Island. we'll get the Snake Island soccer team going on. Customize it in the back, either Shades or Boomer. Yep. What number you want to be?
1: What number is Nick Folk? Uh, six. 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 Uh, six it is. I'll be number nine. Nice.
0: All right. <clears throat> Connor, it's time for us to put our serious face on. I'm ready. We got two stories here to cover for news break. The people here on Patreon get them in full. People on YouTube get them in chunks. And the people on Newsbreak get them as we release them. Connor and I are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the Newsbreak app from the link that we left in in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. So you can stay up to date with our content and all your local news for Free by downloading the news break app from the link we provided you in the description. Now, despite having a magical offseason, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have one more piece of business to take care of, and that's get their all pro and former defensive player of the year Stephon Gilmore back on the field. Gilmore sat out mini camp and sent out a tweet showing his displeasure with his contract. Trade rumors have been swirling around Gilmore since last October. However, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler is reporting that throughout this entire holdout, Gilmore hasn't felt like the Patriots were going to trade him. Now, one thing that we do know about the New England Patriots is they do not have a long history of Patriots players holding out for contracts. And I'm going to assume that this is why this story is getting a lot of attention. I haven't went out and done the research on this, Connor, but I don't remember any players sitting out because of contract issues. If they have, they were normally traded or became free agents somewhere else. So I assume that that's why the spotlight's on. But I mean, it's a spotlight on any player who's holding out of mini camps and and that kind of thing. As we all know, just to reset, for those who don't know, Gilmore set to make $7 million this season. The Patriots floated him some money into his 2020 contract, but they took it out or 2020 season, but they took it out of 2021. However, he does have a cap hit of $15 million. So there's a lot of people out there that figure it could be best for both him and the team to get a deal done because they could lessen this cap hit, he could make his money, everybody's happy. The other thing to mention, too, is the Patriots never replaced DeFong Gilmore during the offseason, and that's probably a good sign that Belichick eventually wants to get something done. Gilmore is kind of in a a little bit of a, a situation. He was injured last season. He's 30 years old. He's going to turn 31 in September it kind of does take away some of his leverage when he's going into negotiations. And honestly, it's a big decision for the new England Patriots because if Gilmore is looking for a big money, long-term contract or even just a big money, even short-term contract, it's a little bit of a high risk, high risk, high reward sort of situation. Connor, let me ask you this. How important is it that the Patriots get a deal done and get Gilmore
1: back on the field? Very. I I think that the secondary is just so much better with Stephon Gilmore out there. I mean, I think they'll be all right if they do trade him, but I don't really want to see them go down that path. I mean, J.C. Jackson's a phenomenal number two. It gives them the opportunity to use Jalen Mills in a number of different ways. Now they can use him as the number three corner. They can use Jonathan Jones strictly out of the slot. I mean, it just gives them so much more depth and so many more options knowing that they have a solidified lockdown corner and Stefan Gilmore who they know can go out there and essentially eliminate the other team's number one wide receiver which we've seen him do a number of times over the past few years for the Patriots. I mean, I think it's best for both sides for them to to, you know, meet on common ground. You know, Gilmore wants more money. I understand that. The Patriots want to keep him. I'm hoping they can make something work.
0: It's obviously a good sign that Gilmore doesn't feel like he's going to be traded Uh, In your opinion, was there ever a real possibility that he would be traded? And does this give the Patriots or Gilmore leverage?
1: I mean I have thought in the past a couple times that Gilmore might be on the trading block and now that he's saying now that he's saying and I think that he's not maybe now's the time he actually will be traded. Um I thought last year at the trade deadline there might be a chance that the Patriots were going to trade him seeing that their season was starting to go south. And I also thought before the draft this year they might trade him and you know acquire a couple more draft picks, but at this point I think it's probably a better chance that they're going to keep him. And I don't know who really has more leverage here. Gilmore is in his last year. So if he is traded, whatever team was to get, Gilmore is going to know that he's obviously going to want to restructure his contract. So that makes it difficult. But also, I think the Patriots know that they kind of need him this season. So I feel like it's kind of mutual.
0: Because there really isn't an extensive history of hold- players holding out in New England in the Bill Belichick era. Is this story getting blown out of proportion or do you think it's right where it needs to be?
1: Um, I don't think it's really getting blown up too bad, but, uh, yeah, right now, obviously bill Belichick, usually what he does is when someone's going to hold out, he's usually way ahead of it. We've seen it with like Richard Seymour, Jamie Collins before they even hold out, he trades them. You know, he's very strict. I feel like on who he's going to invest in. So Gilmore, it seems like it's going to be one of them, but we don't see it happen often because bill Belichick usually moves on from people, you know, one year too early rather than one year too late.
0: Because Gilmore's money is low in the cap. It is high. Like will both sides be eager to get a deal done at some point?
1: Yes. Yep. And I think that right now, I mean, it's the 4th of July. I mean, the closer we get to the actual season, I think the closer both sides are going to get to actually getting something done right now. I don't feel like there's all that much pressure, but in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be either he gets a new deal or he's going to be playing for a different team. So I think in the next two to three weeks, we'll see something happen, but Right now, I don't think it's it's going to happen immediately.
0: And is it worth it to the Patriots to give a 30-year-old, soon-to-be 31-year-old cornerback coming off a leg injury a lucrative
1: contract? In the short term, I think it will be. I think he'll be fine this season, next season, three seasons from now, potentially even, but it's going to depend on how long of a contract and how much money he wants. I think they should be able to make meet common ground. I think three to four years max is, is going to be good for him. Gilmore might be looking more for like five years, but then you get to the point where he's 36 at the end of that contract. I think about three years would be right. And, you know, give him him a good guarantee so he knows he's going to get paid. I think that would be fair for both sides.
0: We want to thank all of the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday through Thursday. Access to live recordings of the Deer Pats Nation podcast, an exclusive live stream every second Friday, where you can join Connor and I on the screen. We don't have any tears. It's only $5. So come check out the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash Sports. We've left the link in the description. Connor and I are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the free Newsbreak app from the link we left in the description, it directly supports Deer Pats Nation. So you can stay up to date with our content and all of your local news for free by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link provided in the description. When Bill Belichick drafted Mac Jones with the 15th overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, some people questioned whether the New England Patriots even wanted him and just felt compelled to draft him because he was available. Regardless, Jones is a Patriot. He's impressing his teammates, he's learning the playbook, and Mac Jones is truly looking like the future quarterback of the New England Patriots. In fact, Jones is impressing people so much that ESPN's Mike Reese says that he believes that the San Francisco 49ers will regret not taking Jones and letting him slip to the Patriots. And I always say this, you have to be good to be lucky And we may be in a situation where Bill Belichick was lucky in landing Mac Jones and being able to draft him with the 15th overall. Now, Jones seems to fit right into the New England system. He's coming from Alabama. He played for Nick Saban. Going into this draft, he wasn't seen as the most talented or having the highest ceiling, but he was seen as the most NFL ready. The 49ers took Trey Lance, which is a little bit of a risky pick because he's really a boomer bust, high risk, high reward, whatever you want to say. Now I think if Trey Lance were to regret or were to work out and become a star quarterback for San Francisco, if he can work with Shanahan, I think it'll be they will have zero regrets of passing on Mac Jones. but if Trey Lance is that bust, they might have a little bit of a different situation. So far for the Patriots, Mac Jones has outperformed Cam Newton in OTAs and minicamp. Um, they both seem to have equal work ethic. They they talk about the amount of work that Mac Jones is putting in. There's rumors that Josh McDaniels want to go with Mac Jones. Now, of course, the same rumor says that Bill Belichick wants to go with Cam Newton. The 2021 season, at least in my, in my opinion is important, but The future is looking so bright in this situation, Patience could be a virtue for Patriot fans moving forward. Connor, were you expecting the San Francisco 49ers to draft Mac Jones, and were you
1: surprised when they took Trey Lance third overall? I mean, yes and no. I, at that time when we were coming into the draft, there was a lot of talk that they were going to take Mac Jones. So I, at that point, I thought that they might, but I knew it was probably going to be one of them. I knew whoever it was, they must have a you know a pretty solidified decision whether they were going with Mac Jones and whether they were going with Trey Lance because they gave up so much to move up all the way to that pick. So I think going into it, they were the only ones that obviously knew, but I think they must have had their eyes set on Trey Lance because to move up that much and to give up that much in exchange, you must have your eyes set on somebody. So I think to them, they already knew the guy was going to be Lance. Whether that's going to work out for them, like you said, it's very boom or bust. So, I I mean, that's that's going to be a flip of the coin for him.
0: A lot of times where a player is drafted will dictate the type of success that they have in the NFL. Do you think that Mac Jones would have more success with the San Francisco
1: 49ers or the New England Patriots? The New England Patriots. I mean, you're coming in and playing with Bill Belichick, like you said too. He he seems to be a great fit for other the Patriots have ran the offense for 20 years with Brady. They're you know, no, I don't want to say they're similar, but they both are like the pocket passing quarterback. You know, they're they're more of the traditional sit in the pocket and throw the football type of player. I know Mac Jones is a little bit more mobile than Brady, but you know who isn't. But with that said, I think that's why he's going to be a very good fit. They just have similar play styles in that sense. So I think Mac Jones probably will have more success. Plus, he also has the veteran leadership of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels behind him. So, I mean, how can you go wrong there?
0: How important is it that
1: Mac Jones has a good work ethic to play for the New England Patriots? He has to you? Ha- I think in New England you have to. It's the Patriots' way. It really is. Bill Belichick expects you to work very, very hard, and I think his teammates will as well. I think that's just the overall like vibe of of New England, the vibe of Patriots' place. Everything from Robert Kraft all the way down to you know just people who work there in general. It's expected that you're gonna have a very good work ethic, and if you don't, I think the players will turn on you.
0: If Mac Jones really is a Josh McDaniel guys and the rumors turn out to be true, even though Belichick gets the final decision and from what we're hearing, he wants to run with, with Cam Newton. He's a Cam Newton guy. Yeah. Do you think Belichick
1: will take McDaniel's opinion seriously?
0: Or do you think Belichick has already made up his mind?
1: Mm, that's a tough question. I mean, I think he'll definitely listen to Josh McDaniels, but if his mind's made up and there's nothing Josh McDaniels can say, that's going to change Bill Belichick's mind. We know Bill Belichick's definitely a stubborn guy, although we've heard in the off season this year that they are going to try and get a lot of other people's opinions more involved as far as like scouts and everything goes. So maybe he'll listen a little bit more, but I think at the end of the day, whatever Bill Belichick decides is going to be exactly what happens.
0: Is patience a virtue in this situation, or with all the moves that Belichick made, do the Patriots have to start him if he looks like the best quarterback?
1: I mean, patience is definitely a virtue here because Mac Jones is a rookie, and he has such a long and hopefully like bright future ahead of him, so to sell out for this year is very short-sighted. But at the same time they have made a lot of moves where they they want to win now obviously based on what Bill Belichick did this offseason I don't think he has any plans to take it easy this year I I think they're moving forward but a lot of these guys that he drafted are going to be with the team for you know 3 4 5 years these aren't one and done contracts so I think you know they they got a plan for trying to win this season but you can't just give up on 2023 2024 2025 and sell out for this year we
0: want to thank all of our Dear Patch Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday. Access to the live recording of the Dear Patch Nation podcast, an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on the screen. We don't have any tiers. It's only $5. So come check out the Dear Patch Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've left the link in the description that's it for news break for tonight yeah buddy we finally have somewhat of a normal schedule yes (laughs) um all right so shades useless rant and honestly i didn't think i had one for today connor no but i have to have one it's a part of the show all right so i thought i thought i thought and i'm gonna bring something up so i saw a tweet today from weei okay And, and sometimes it's easy I will admit, sometimes it's easy to react to W-E-E-I, but they put out an article today and they tweeted out, ESPN writers don't see Patriots team, don't see the Patriots as a team to beat in the AFC East over the next few seasons. And that was met by immediate, oh, ESPN and deflate gate, oh, ESPN and this, and Oh, and 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 stupid gifts being quote tweeted of Stephen A. Smith rolling his eyes and other people falling over and blah 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 blah. The first writer in this article, and this is obviously people who either A did not read the article. Yep. Or B are that ignorant. A lot of people
1: probably didn't even read the article.
0: Because you want to know who the first ESPN writer was to say it's not the Patriots and it's the Buffalo Bills. It was Mike Reese. It was Mike fucking Reese. Yes, it was. And Mike Reese is a gem. Connor read my tweets today. He is. He is a fucking gem. He is the upper echelons of not just Patriots media, fucking NFL media. Yep. So you know what, Twitter, Patriots fans, before you fucking go on your little fucking gift parade, read the fucking article. See who it is. And even if you're upset, think it through because you do not put fucking shit on Mike Reese's name. The Patriots media sucks. It absolutely positively sucks. You guys want to fucking listen to Fledger and Mass all day? (laughs) When you get a gem like Mike Reese, you read the article and you shut the fuck up and you eat it. Because Mike Reese is not going to say something just to fucking Say it. Right. Exactly. And that is Shade's useless rant. Yeah, buddy. Let's go. And with that being said, we are coming to the end of this show. But it would not be a show if we didn't have my favorite segment to finish it off. Ladies and gentlemen, the boomer versus social media.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: I got a a lot. Yep. I got I'm, a lot. I'm,
1: I'm prepared.
0: I'm going to start with at DPN underscore Ray. Nice. Solid guy. Let's do it. The more you know, Patriots' Jonathan Jones is ranked third amongst all slot corners and is ranked fifth amongst wow. all cornerbacks in 2020 according to PFF grades.
1: No shit, huh? Wow. I did not know that. That's unbelievable. That's not good news for Stefan Gilmore trying to negotiate his contract, though, huh? That high. Fifth overall. That's insane. Third Third overall, the corner. I'm not shocked, but fifth overall, I'm pretty surprised. Good for him.
0: I'm going to go back to this at DPN underscore Ray guy because he was just on fire this week. and by the way, that had 124 likes that tweet. Nice. I, I kind of killed it on Twitter during holidays. I hit a few banger. bangers. This was nice. another banger. At DPN underscore Ray says, "Breaking. If the Patriots score more points than their opponents this season, they will compete for the
1: AFC per source. That's actually a pretty good point. I'm not going to lie. I think if that does happen, there's a very good chance that that's going to be exactly what transpires. But we have to see them do it first. So that's the only problem.
0: Darren Rovell tweeted out Oklahoma quarterback. Spencer Radler has done at least nine videos on cameo in his first 48 hours at $125 a piece. Michael Megaletta quote tweeted it and said Kim Kardashian did one video and made herself an entire family billionaires.
1: (laughs) That's not wrong. That did happen. That did happen. So, I mean, that's very impressive by this guy from Oklahoma but he is still a little bit of ways away from the Kardashians. Although I think the videos are very different and what they're making. So also this guy, he needs to step it up because Carol Baskin won't even pick up the phone for that type of money
0: at Ted, the tank 91 says someone bring me some beer. I need
1: to get drunk. (laughs) Shout out to Ted man. Where's he at? I will send him beer right now.
0: Ed Markey.
1: Ed Markey. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Ed Markey? Yeah, he's like a politician for a million billion years in this area.
0: Yes, and Ma- he's a, a U.S. senator from Massachusetts. Yes, So he's your representative, asked. Connor. Oh, he is. Okay. This is a real tweet. I voted for you, man. It's uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. But you voted me for to be president. Oh. I wasn't running for the Senate. So he had two tweets. So let me read them both before you respond, okay? All right, I'm ready. Extreme heat is a justice issue. Within the same city, some neighborhoods can be up to 20 degrees Fahrenheit hotter than others. Studies have shown that the heat risk is disproportionately distributed to communities of color and patterns associated with segregation and redlining. Systematic problems require systematic solutions. That's why I introduced the Environmental Justice Mapping and Data Collection Act, which will identify the communities more at risk from climate impacts like extreme heat so we can add
1: problems before they become emergencies. Oh boy, that's not good for me cuz I work in Lawrence, so it's going to be super hot there. That's so, not a good start. It's going to if that means if it's 100 degrees, it's going to be 120 there, is that what he's saying? He's basically saying that the sun Yep. targets low-income neighborhoods. Right. So that's yeah, that's not good if that's what the sun's up to. It's kind of messed up that the sun's doing that. I think we should try and do something about that. This the sun shouldn't be allowed to do that type of stuff and 20 degrees is a lot that's a lot that's almost like you got to go to astronomically like different parts of the country because even if you're in New Hampshire and you're in Boston there's probably not going to be a 20 degree difference so we got to do something about the sun <laughs> this is who we deal with for politicians here man i'm not surprised at all lamont session wrote
0: Remember this? Oh, sorry. PFF put the top fifty players in the game, and All Lamar right. Jackson was not included. Really? Lamont Session wrote, "Remember this, y'all. This list guarantees that the Ravens are winning the Super Bowl this year, and that Lamar Jackson will be the Super Bowl MVP one hundred percent." Hashtag Can't
1: Wait. Wow, that's a that's a that's a hot take. Um, I think the Ravens will be good this year. I think they have an opportunity to win it. I mean, they they have a chance. I'm not going to predict that they will, but I think they'll be there. I think they'll be one of like the five, five, six teams in the running as far as the AFC goes. Your fave Jew
0: girl says, My desk is covered in papers, and I have
1: about seven phone calls to make, but of course I'm scrolling
0: Twitter because work can wait.
1: I mean, I'm happy to see that other people are keeping their priorities in order, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for this girl. You, you know, at the end of the day, you have to keep – Priorities, you know, one, two, three. Twitter, work, everything else.
0: SNY says, Aaron Boone says that Otani is doing, what Otani
1: is doing is, quote, borderline impossible. Pretty much, yes, except he absolutely imploded versus the Yankees the other day. But outside of that, for him to be like a top-tier pitcher and one of the best hitters in the game is absurd. We've never seen anything like this. I mean, like I said before, this is like when you create a player in the MLB game.
0: Ad Connor Commentary
1: wrote on June
0: 30th, it should be illegal to have to wear a shirt and tie today.
1: That's a very good point, and I think Ed Markey should be the guy that goes out and makes that legislation because you should not have to wear a shirt when it's 100 degrees out. Well, a shirt and tie. Illegal.
0: Boston Mike on July 1st wrote, quote, choosing to be introduced as a team, the AFC champion New England Patriots, End quote, one of the
1: coolest moments in Patriots history. There have been many many cool moments in Patriots history. I think the best ever was when the Patriots came back from 28 to three.
0: JP Finley says the investigation into deflated footballs by the new England Patriots resulted in a 139 page report. The investigation into two decades of a toxic workplace culture by the Washington football team resulted in an oral
1: report. (laughs) that sounds about right though right that's just like par for the course at this point the the investigation of the footballs is a 139 page report that cost them like millions and millions and millions of dollars and this into like a serious more serious allegation it's just a quick oral report is all they get
0: at Connor Commentary tweeted out, this lady just walked into the dealership and said she wanted to speak to the boss and go over the end of the world. Oh. Unfortunately, he was tied up, but between all the UFO sightings, global pandemics, et cetera, I think we should hear her out. I think we
1: should hear her out. Unfortunately, they had to ask her to leave. Kind of feel bad for the lady. I mean, you walk into a car dealership, ask to speak to the boss about the end of the world, and then start yelling about a global war that's going on. You got issues. But um, they they didn't let her stick around too long, unfortunately. If not, I would have at least liked to hear what she had to say. Could
0: you, can we take a break here for a second? Could you elaborate on that tweet? Yes.
1: So this lady walked in and I was standing at like the desk with my boss and she's like, I want to speak to the big boss. And I'm like, oh, that's him. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm busy. He's like, have a seat over there and I'll come talk to you in a minute or whatever. Yeah. So then he told the other, like the finance manager, he's like, hey, can you go talk to this lady and see what she wants? And then I just so happened to be standing within earshot. And he goes over and is like, Yeah, hey, what's up? Like, you have a question. I'm one of the managers, like, what's up? And she's like, I need to talk to the big boss. I need to tell him to plan for the end of the world. <laughs> and he, he's like, like, why did he say, What what does that have to do with like cars or whatever? And she's like, There's a global war going on, and you guys don't know it. We need to be prepared. And he's just like, I'm sorry, man. We can't have you doing this here. He's like, we're going to have to ask you to leave. She's like, I'm not causing any trouble. I'm trying to help you. He's like, look, you got to go. We're going to have to call the cops. Then the lady's (laughs) like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. And then after, me and him were just looking at each other like, what just happened? She was yelling about the end of the world, and uh, there's a global war going on, and no one knows it. And she's trying to help us prepare for it. But we, we didn't get to hear too much from her because he had to get her out of there. So maybe she'll come back and try and talk to the boss again. Was it one of those moments that you wish she didn't have to leave? Kind of, yes. I was like, let's hear what this lady has to say. It was like an older lady, too. I mean, sometimes we get people come in, but they're like on drugs and it's different. But this lady seemed like a norm, somewhat normal lady until she started screaming about the global war ending the world. So that she could something. have been she could have been old and on drugs that's true that's true it's that a good choice good chance
0: okay i got two more for you one's a tiktok one's a twitter nice which one do you want first
1: tiktok i'm a big tiktok fan
0: okay it's
1: not screwed up i know exactly who this kid is <laughs> do you know him for real life um kind of I, i've never met him i don't know him in real life but one of the things that he's associated with is something that ed sullivan was friends with okay so like a weird connection thing
0: have you so you know tommy
1: have I've, you seen this I've one seen his, i've seen his videos i don't know if i've seen this one though no i don't think i have
0: if you can't hear it just tell me you can't hear it okay
1: okay
2: fucking money hold on let me call you right back what's up muscles mcgee you big bastard <laughs> Oh, what's going on? Eddie? Oh,
0: what's hold up, on, Chief? hold on, hold on. That's not the one. That's what's not up, the Muscles one.
1: McGee? I love like <laughs> yeah. the names
0: that he calls people. <laughs> that wasn't the one. Sorry. Okay. can You you can see that one, right? Yeah.
2: Hold on a second. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> what's going on, Chief? My name's Jimmy Sullivan. You can call me Sully. Oh, yeah, Sully? What the fuck are you doing in my house? <laughs> this fucking guy. I'm here <laughs> to take on your fucking daughter, Pops. Relax. Relax. What do you think you're hot shit kid? I'll hope it ain't even on the Celtics anymore. You bum. Where the fuck are you from anyway? I got this at the fucking Revere flea market for four ninety nine. Eat a dick. Southie. <laughs> Southie fucking rat. This is Charlestown kids. Stay the fuck over there where you belong. People here make me laugh. Ever since Ben Affleck directed the town, you was all thinking gangsters. You're all scumbags, scumbags, kid. If this was back in my day, you would have been whacked before you even hit Bunker Hill Street, kid. Forget about it. Whatever, dude. I'm done arguing. Where the fuck's your daughter? I gotta work a six to two in Fall River tomorrow morning. Watch how you fucking talking to me in my house. <laughs> Union? Simmer down, old man. Yeah, I'm local 103. 103? You're electrical? Yeah, I'm fucking electrical. What? You got something to say? No douchebag, I was fucking electrical back in the day. You was a good people. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. So you said your last name was Sullivan? You wouldn't happen to be related to a, uh, a Jackie Sullivan, would you? Uh, yeah, I got an uncle, Jackie. He's up on Fifth Street in Southie. Fuck me sideways, Jackie Sullivan, the bookie, the on Fifth Street, that's your uncle, yours? I swear to God, that's my Uncle Jackie on fifth. Yeah, he's the bookie. Oh, kid, forget about it. I got some stories about me and your Uncle Jackie. We were banging every broad on the block. I thought I got half to this A, B, and C. But what are you going to do? Yeah, trust me. I heard he was fucking nuts back in the day. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, sure. What's up, kid? You want to go grab some dunks or something? I don't even know not about that much anymore. She kind of reminds me of my brother. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Fuck my daughter. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is Dunk's is, is is that Dunkin' donuts? Yeah. <laughs> How that accurate? Kid's, that kid's unbelievable at doing it. How accurate is that? That's really funny. That really is. He, he uses the names from like the unions and everything. <laughs> Could that be a conversation
0: perfect between someone names. from Southie and someone from Oh, 100%.
1: Charleston. 100%. This kid does it to a T. He's got think- another he's got another friend that he does it with too and it's perfect when the, those two do it. Do you think you could work your connections and get this kid on our show? Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to Ed in a while. I don't know if he know. I don't know if Ed knows him or not, either. I don't know if they even know who he is. Well, I'm going to reach out to him. All right. I'm going to say, I know Connor, Connie. (laughs) He's going to be like, who the
0: fuck is that? All right, should we play this one? Yep. See what this one's about.
2: No, where's my fucking money? Hold on, let me call you right back. What's up, Muscles McGee, you big bastard? Oh, no what's going on, Eddie? What's up, Chief? Long time no see. What's up, kid? You hitting the gym? You pumping the iron? You look more swollen up than my fucking hemorrhoids, dude. Yeah, dude, I've been trying to go a little bit. I got stress. I got my kid's mother, Denise, my ex, bitching about the child support every month. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Hey, no, kid, I hear you. I hear you. Listen, back in the day, you should pump the iron a little bit too, kid. I had to be fucking broad in the block, fucking bone, you get know <laughs> Listen, guy, we're not fucking perfect, dude. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Catch the Sox game earlier? The fucking socks, please. No, I got stuck on fucking ninety three. I'm fucking working a two to ten this week. I'm on swings. My foreman's up my ass. I get stuck in the Dunk's drive thru line, and then a fucking New York play cuts me off. I rear end someone. It was a fucking shit show, dude. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean about the traffic situation? I think fucking Charlie Baker should step up and fucking do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Baker, dude. That fucking guy used to buy a pair of back in the day. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you on Bob Redstone fucking fiending dude? Nah, dude, I changed smoke, like, seven of them on the way back from work today. My phone was busting my fucking balls, dude. I'm stressed. Kid, I fucking hear you, dude. I'm stressed every day with the COVID and the masks. The world's nuts. Everyone's out of their fucking tree. You can't make it up. I'd complain, but who'd listen? Where's my (laughs) fucking ball? Dude, I don't even fucking know, dude. She's been acting mad weird recently. You got any advice for me? She's acting kind of distant. Listen, kid, if she plays hard to get, you play hard to get rid of. Where you guys going tonight anyways? We're going to fucking Murphy's Law, dude, in Southie. There's mad yuppies there now, though. Yeah, dude, you <laughs> I mean, Yuppies suck. I'm going to go run and pay my bookie. I'm going to grab a couple scratches. You need anything? Nah, I'm all set, dude. You want to grab me a coffee, though, while you're out? Kid, there's only a Starbucks the way I'm going. I don't think you want to pay $20 for a coffee. Yeah, dude, fuck that. Fuck Starbucks. <laughs> I'm a fucking petition or something, dude, to get rid of fucking Starbucks. It sucks. A fucking petition, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna call up Charlie Baker right now. <laughs> I used to
1: sell him perks. <laughs> <laughs> oh god is that dude. some shit that
0: people would say?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You seen the video of that guy in Southie? We got everything we need here, dude. We got a we got the liquor store, we got the dollar store, we got Duncan's. It's fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> uh anytime I come across some crazy ass Boston shit, I always try to like I always try to flag it so that I can uh, show it to
1: you and, and get your reaction to that. The same thing with them. Hey, I'm going to start a petition here at a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking
0: awesome. So I know that's all exaggerated and shit, but how close is that
1: to a conversation from people, someone from Southie? Yeah, it's basically just an exaggerated version of, like, real, like, conversations. Like, do him, impo- like i like, I've been chain smoking cigarettes. My I chain smoked seven of them I'm on the <laughs> way. Here. Yeah. So like, have you had conversations like that? Yeah.
0: 100. <laughs> have you had someone say some crazy shit like you? You, you fucking sell. The, used to sell the governor perks.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's something someone would say too. Oh yeah, dude, you know him? Yeah. and nah, I used to sell sell stuff to him back in the day.
0: <laughs> so is 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 Mass
1: one of those places where somebody always did something back in the day? Pretty much. Yeah. Especially where, especially where they are, South, South Boston or wherever. Whoever in Boston, they always did something back in the day.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Now, you're not South Boston, right? No, no.
0: All I'm right, sad. well, maybe we should have ended with that because now we're going to finish with Dan Kelly. It's not even funny. It's an actual no. question. Okay. But Dan, <laughs> Dan, Dan Kelly tweeted out, who is currently your favorite player on your favorite team? Not? Nicole out of all the teams out of the Sox, the fucking Celtics oh, Nick Folk Nick Folk right Nick Folk I can't you have driven me fucking crazy. Nick You're Falk. taking the fucking bit too far, man. <laughs> You're taking the bit too fucking far. All the, JD Martinez, Dante Hightower, fucking you know Jacoby Myers, all these fucking guys that you can pick from. Fucking K- Kiki Hernandez, fucking oh, like Kiki Hernandez,
1: all these fucking guys, and you just keep all right. All right. Like Nick Folk, Cr- Chris Sale, he's coming back. I've always loved Chris Sale. I have faith in Chris Sale. I think he's going to be good. Uh, I'll say Chris Sale. Day to day. Is that a bad one? I've always stuck up for him. No, Chris Sale's all right. He's he's day to
0: day, taking a day. He's day-to-day. full go, taking a day by
1: day. <laughs> hey, he's he's uh, this week. I think he's pitching in the minors. Everything uh, if, goes every, well every,
0: every fucking week. I hear he's yo, he's pitching this, he's pitching that, he's pitching this. They're, he's pitching they are going
1: so insanely slow. I think it's because they're winning. They are just in no rush to rush them along, but I think they said. After tomorrow, he's getting an assignment and either... Yeah, I think he's going to Worcester. So, uh, check this out. Uh, I tweeted
0: out today that uh, I can't wait for Mac Jones to be the starting quarterback of the Patriots. Oh, boy. Now, this fucking Nino douchebag... Yep. ...said horrible tweet. Oh, all right. And I'm like, yeah. When I'm copying shit, like... You know, we've talked about this. I'm trying to mimic the way you tweet. Yep. It's better for us because it gives us more followers. It gives us more shit, right? 41 likes, 33, you know what I mean? Like an actual, but you know what someone wrote to me today? What? I got to say for a Patriots fan, you are very polite. <laughs> That's a good thing, I guess, because you and I, even when we are tweeting for real, we're not like, you'll fuck this team, fuck scam Newton, you know, fuck all." like, we're just like, I cannot wait until Mac Jones is the quarterback of the Patriots. Maybe that's the new approach I'll take. I'll just be very polite in my sayings. Hello, sir. I completely understand what you're saying, but let me take one second and tell you why you are completely wrong. (laughs) Therefore, that's a good approach to take. People will like it. Therefore, you can take that broomstick in the corner, turn it around, and fornicate with yourself. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Please go fornicate with that broom backwards up your rectum.
1: <laughs> you see, that was polite, too. We've gone too far. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right,
0: Patreon, we love you all. Connor, tell me about those patriots.
1: They're legit, kid.
0: Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon.